The Brum Radio Shop is now open with all sorts of Brum Radio stuff with everything from t-shirts and hoodies to mugs and posters and much more. Support Brum Radio. Go to brumradio.com and click on shop. Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. So, Paul, I've had a bit of a break. I've been thinking about this, that and the other. And a lot of people now are out and about a bit more. Are you out and about a bit more, Paul? Exclusive news today. I went and visited the shed. Oh, right. Big wheels keep on turning. (laughs) Things are happening. How was it, love, the shed? My other catchphrase before the Juliet balcony was having a shed. It's still I'm I'm happy. It's not all burnt down or anything, so it's all usable when we need it to be, so that's the main thing. Okay then, so, wow, that's big news. (laughs) When do you think we could go back in the shed? We could probably go back any time you wanted, Barbara. Right, okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls across the world who've come on this journey with us from about the 23rd of March... We've, had, we've done a lot, a lot of talking, a lot of gabbing to different people, a wide range of people, about a wide range of subjects, talk to people in New Zealand and Australia, you name it, we pigging done it. And the sheds back open, which is of course where we started podcasting, PPE, pre, pre-pandemic episodes they were. All right then, what do you think? Should we go back to the shed? What do you think, love? Completely up to you, I think. Well, I think we should try. I think it'll do me good to get out. Get out of this back bedroom. (laughs) Right, so we, of course, we've got a lovely guest waiting for us in a minute. We'll send the email over, Paul, to the wonderful, the absolutely lovely Harriet Dyer, who I first met um, doing jigs in Birmingham. Very hard-working girl. She lives in Glossop now. It's called Sunny Glossop. I can't wait to hear how sunny it is in Glossop because it's pigging sunny. Here. I hope everybody's all right. I'm sorry to have taken this little break, but sometimes you've just got to work out what you're doing. And like everybody, when it when it all kicked off, all this, like everybody, you sort of it felt it felt to me like you know in Alice in Wonderland, she's crying all these tears because she's grown very big. She's been eating some, just made her go big, and that's happened to a lot of people for the over the lockdown. <laughs> been eating some, they've gone very big. You've either you're either a chunk or you or you hunk over this. <laughs> You choose which one. So she's at so it's made her go very big, Alice. And she starts to cry. I mean, I've had a cry, but everybody has. She cries anyway, Alice. Great big tears. And they, it, it creates a big kind of river, Paul, this crying of Alice in Wonderland. And all these little animals are swimming in it. And that's what it kind of reminded me at the beginning, like a big rainfall. Like we'd had a big tsunami, everybody, and you suddenly found yourself... Have you seen Life of Pi? Have I mentioned this to yeah. you before? Reminded me of that. And then you build your own little boat, and then you get going. And we was... I was on my boat, and I got in touch with you and said, Paul, where are you? You said, on my boat. I said, can we link up and carry with podcast? You said, yeah, of course we can. Clean feet. Which, of course, is not. Colonic irrigation, it's not that. Anyway, so there we go. <laughs> we got in contact. We got in contact with people on their boats. All these different people, lovely people. Mark Watson on his boat. Everybody was on a pigging boat at the time. Now we're seeing shore and we're getting to the shoreline together, really. It won't be ever the same again. And some people, performers, actors, theatre makers, all that look. They're still a bit at sea, really. Right, so... 
Thank you, love. And I can make a good apple crumble as well. What's not to like about Barbara Nice? Poetic and pies. <laughs> Poetic pies. That could be a new business. There's going to have to be some new businesses starting up. Do you think Marks and Spencers will reopen? Where are we going to go for knickers and crisps? Right. What was it like going in, Paul? The shed. Very dark in there. I mean, I had to break my way into a different door. But uh, oh. once I got in there, it was all just the same. It's hard to explain because it's we're a podcast and we never really describe the shed. We just sort of sit down and talk. But, uh, it's all. But you felt, were you, well, one, one question. Mm-hmm. Were you glad to be back in there? Well, glad to be out. Yeah, it's nice to be nice to see. I'm, I was just I was worried about certain things. Like, had it had anyone broken in and stolen things? Was it overrun by rats? All yeah. that sort of things. But it's all there. No cables were chewed or anything like that. So, all, all so right. no sign of ratage. No. But they might have been in there. The rats podcasting. <laughs> exactly. I bet they have. <laughs> I bet they've been doing their own podcast. Well, Watson was over. That snails doing podcasting. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, snails podcasting. Rats have been podcasting from the shed. Very nice. I talked when a woman, you know, there's been a lot of people doing a lot of crafting and everything. And this woman had got a pet rat. Oh. Don't hear about that very much. And she's written the word rat on a cushion for it to sit on. Well, <laughs> you couldn't make it up. And what's been really, I mean, it's been, it's been a funny old ride. I know it's not finished for a lot of people, but it, we're, off, we're off the roller coaster for a bit and back on the roundabout. We'll have to see what happens. There might be a second roundabout. Get it spinning off, and then we'll have to get back. Whatever. <laughs> not as poetic as the other one. No, not as poetic as the other one. <laughs> I was trying hard, and then I fell off the bike. The bike, the bike of poetry. I suppose what I was trying to say was, you do. You one of the nice things is in the yin and yang of energy is you do have time to talk. Always at the proper distance. I mean, I've always, I've never broken any rules. Talked to people about stuff. I've never heard the story about the lady who embroidered a cushion with the word rat on it before. So, you know what I mean? I must interrupt you again, Barbara, because I think we have someone in the call. Hello. Hello, my darling. Hello. Listen, how are you? Very well. How are you? <laughs> What's it like in sunny Glossop? Well, well, it's sunny. Oh, I can never get an outfit right because cause we go on lovely walks because there's such lovely walks around here. Uh, I know. Very nice, love. Very nice. Even on my walk today, I <laughs> go saw on. Uh, an e- uh, two emus, four peacocks, <laughs> two, two dead birds. Is this true now, Harriet? Because yeah. she's got a very, she's got a fanciful mind, <laughs> haven't you, love? You fancy, no. fanciful. I didn't know I was. I'm definitely. Would you like to say I do have photographic evidence of the emus? Right. At, whereabouts in Glossop did you see these piggy emus? <laughs> uh, by the oh, I think it's called Swidley something reservoir it's a reservoir and then right and then that see now it's now you're making me sound like i am making it up and i feel like has it all just been a a cheese dream (laughs) has it been a dream has all this been a piggy dream harriet i tell you now i do believe about the emus by the way because i saw a deer a monk jack deer down our cul-de-sac no yes unbelievable love a cul-de-sac so just trying around with where a dead end and just loads of houses. <laughs> yeah, dead end. It's trotting around a dead end. Aren't we all, Harriet? <laughs> Aren't we picking all trotting around dead ends? <laughs> How are you? Lovely to hear you laugh. Have you been laughing as much as you like? Have you 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 like to during lockdown? Has there been laughter uh, in your lockdown? 
be there's been a lot of adjusting yeah because because we've not long because we've got um my fiance's four kids are with us and we've only got a tidy flat so it's been quite a a maneuver right Um, yeah and it's one thing bloody doing that when they're going to school but another thing when you're all together it's difficult right now how old what's the age range of the kids Uh, 11 13 16 and 17 right blinking at oh okay. blinking at yeah, yeah. <laughs> no wonder i'm fanciful because i gotta think of, <laughs> think of a way out <laughs> yeah escape with the brain harry a fanciful <laughs> escape oh bless you i suppose it'd been some nice things about having yeah. them all there loads of nice things anyway have there? oh yeah definitely definitely, definitely. have you been all right how have you, have you laughed as much as you would have liked it's a nice question, isn't it? Have you laughed yeah. as much as you would have liked at the begin? <laughs> at the beginning, no, no. Uh, and then you you realise when you do start laughing again, and your face hurts, you go, "I've not been laughing as much as I would have liked." Yeah. You know when you do a gig and people come up to you afterwards and go, "Oh, thanks for making me laugh." My face hurts. And I was thinking, "Well, my face has never hurt with laughing because my <laughs> face has always been used to laughter." Are you with me? Yeah. In oh, good yeah. nick, laughter wise. Yeah. But then I started to realise that my face was hurting after I'd laughed in lockdown because I wasn't laughing as much. Uh, but I'm back laughing now, though. It doesn't hurt me now. Oh, that's good. And I bet really it's nice to have those moments where you're reminded that in you that usually you do laugh so much. It's quite nice, really, isn't it? It is a nice thing, isn't it? This thing, yeah, what's up with you, Barbara? You're a miserable pig at the moment. You're mm-hmm. one who laughs. Yeah, so at the beginning, I wasn't laughing so much as I would have liked and was yeah. used to. But then I got back on the laughter trail, really. I've enjoyed doing these podcasts. What have you been doing online? That's been getting me laughing. What oh, have you I've been, been doing? Uh, well, I've done a thing where I am a bishop every week. And then, well, I pretend <laughs> to be a bishop. Right. And then I speak to comedians and then I absorb them of their sins. <gasps> Uh, oh, right. So okay. I do that every Sunday because it's obviously God's day. What well, if you call that show? It sounds good, love. A comedy confessional. Right. Now, I don't want to bring everything down, but there's quite a lot of confessionals that need to be done with some of these male comedians, isn't there, love? I won't oh, main... my God. What's got... I don't name names. Why can't no. anybody name names, though, Harriet? It's just yeah. getting me. Everybody's going, oh, well, I've got a list. But nobody... We were frightened no. of naming names. Yeah. Well, do you remember ages ago where didn't um F- F- didn't Philip Schofield on this morning didn't he have a list and then everyone's like oh bloody hell he got into trouble with it didn't he because he had like a big fat pedo list. Did he? Yeah, but I don't think I don't think you can. I'm more, I don't know what the rules are with that because you can't just willy nilly pardon the phrase uh, put <laughs> put <laughs> put say because the you know if you've got no evidence I guess maybe that's it I don't know I don't know but... I know what you mean people don't want to do it just with no evidence but yeah. yes comedians but nobody's mentioned anything on that line of things to you no no no, no. what kind of things have they been confessing eating too many cakes you know that kind of thing uh wow well, one confessed oh you might know a lovely Lindsay Santoro. Oh, she yes, well, she's been on here. She's fantastic. Oh, I love her. She's one of those... Yeah. I was chatting to because John Pearson does the tech with me and we were talking about it. And she even speaks like... The way she just talks naturally is like a joke and then for some, and then it has punchlines just naturally in how That's she speaks. It, oh. she's, 
She's just so funny. So funny. So what did she confess oh, yeah. to? So she, oh, she's been a little tyke. She has. So she, <laughs> uh, uh, she was going out with this guy and she hated him, uh, but she didn't want to uh, dump him. So uh, when he used to stay at her house, she used to get in the spare room because she couldn't even bear to see his face. Oh, and then he, right. he would sleep on the floor next to her bed in the spare room just to be near to her. And yeah. then, in the end, she uh, paid her friends to, to snog him so that then she could <laughs> say, the trust is broken, and it, and it was over. And then she offered her friend a tenner, and her friend said, that is far too low. Uh, so then she offered uh, £15, and then she said, yes, so £15. So she felt bad about this, Lindsay, but you've absolved her of them yes. sins. Yeah, the sins are no more. <laughs> Has anybody ever said, you know, absolve me? And you thought, I don't want to absolve you. Have you ever, have you ever um, <laughs> denied absolvation? Uh, wow, there's one that is uh, coming out this week, actually, where someone has said that they do think that they started the coronavirus. So right. I, I'm not particularly willing to absolve them of their. Thing. No, how do they think they did it? But don't, don't give anything away, love. You know, if it's secret, don't give uh, anything away. Well, they went to Wuhan with the disease. Ah. Oh. <laughs> right. Well, you can't say no fairer than that then, can you, look? No, 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 definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> you might have found the missing link. And was it, was it a comedian? Uh, yeah. But she, I think she was just... Um, uh, I think it was a joke because she didn't know what to say. So I think... Well, oh, that's right. What I hope. <laughs> that's what I hope. Oh, I see. My trouble is to take everything seriously, thinking, all oh, right, I didn't know there was any comedy clubs in Wuhan. That's what I was thinking. Oh, my this God, is... I'm exactly the same. I always think everyone's... And then when people get off stage, I'm like, oh, I didn't know that about your mother. And they'll be like, well, no, it's obviously a lie. And, I was like, and I'm like, really? Oh, goodness. Yeah, exactly. We take things literally, don't we, Harriet? Yeah, yeah. Which is a nice thing. It's a nice thing. Because you have been, when the first time I saw you work was in, now what's that? Oh, is it the rainbow in Birmingham? Do you remember? Oh, to... yeah. It was awful. It was like a dilapidated building. That's right. <laughs> Don't put down my, ven my venues, love. We need them. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, it was lovely. Up and coming. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was more like a rock music gig, wasn't it? Really. Yeah. But I remember yeah. you very clearly standing on that stage, and you were being very, very interesting. And I bet this is a word that people use a lot about, and you might not like it. Quirky. Do you like the word yeah. quirky? No. Well, I have to because that's what people call me. <laughs> so, <laughs> Harriet Quirky Dyer. <laughs> HQD. <laughs> so yeah, well, I don't, I think it's because. Because I was so, so new then. So I yeah, think you it's, it's good to be... Because that's what people would say. that Because I definitely wasn't... I don't think I was particularly funny. But at least I was a bit memorable because I was interesting. So then I just had to sort of uh, find funny, I guess, in, in it. But yeah, no, more than happy to be, to be different in a sea of beige. Definitely. Yeah, that's right, love. <laughs> and then you also used to run a lot of clubs, didn't you? This is why I know you to be very hard working what were they you had a lot of clubs at the time didn't you do you oh, remember wow what it was was i am yeah. um, i didn't know uh because i went to uni and there was a module on stand-up comedy and 
So when I left uni, I knew I wanted to do comedy, but I didn't know about a circuit or anything. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, I didn't have any idea. So I thought what I'd have to do is like set up my own night and uh, and then do it that way uh, because well I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know who to get in touch with and then oh yeah because then that guy that I went to uni with he knew you so that's how I that's right who was uh, that Liam Jones all oh, right where is Liam I love Liam where is he now in uh, oh I think he's near Wuhan teaching you don't uh, think we've made a link do you i think we have <laughs> it all, comes, all comes back around doesn't it of course it um, does the circle of life <laughs> is he in so, wuhan no he's wow. near wuhan he's definitely in china right yeah well, that's teaching teaching english i think in china right well he might be listening i'm just going to get paul on paul haven't we got a listener in china Oh, oh, hello, sorry. He's a bloody asleep. <laughs> it takes me a while to get back into the podcast. <laughs> Paul, is Harry. Hello. Harry hello, Paul. nice to meet you. Hello. But Paul, I don't we got a listener in China. Yes, I a listener. I think it's him. Oh. I think it's Liam. Oh, no. All right, okay. I like all this. We're just picking up the threads of life. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so... I knew Liam, and he and he put us in touch with each other. Yeah, and then I, but uh, but let's be honest, Barbara. I was awful at running gigs. Absolutely awful at it. <laughs> so no one ever came. I didn't know. What to, and and I also made the mistake as well of asking comedians how what I was supposed to pay them. So oh. comedian like brand new comedians that shouldn't be doing any paid work because they're still learning oh. were giving me these crazy amounts and then i'd see him on stage and i'd be like oh i've been had like a kipper here uh, <laughs> <laughs> what kind of stuff are they it's very nice of you i do think people should get paid by the way but where what they say so they, they didn't know what they were doing but they were charging you for it yeah they'd go oh, i'd go well i my well i was just making them oh yeah i do agree that everyone should be um paid but as it but in the beginning more often than not you don't really do you no, then, um, not for a bit. I think that's gone out oh, of hand now. These people have been doing it for years and still not getting pig and yeah. paid. Oh, yeah, that's, that's awful. Nonsense, that. that is awful. Yeah, so you were running these clubs. You were paying people when you should be pig and paying them. Yeah. But it's a nice thing. What else do you think you were doing wrong? Um, well, I don't think I was doing much right, to be honest. What else I was doing was I was listening. So every time someone would... Uh, see me at a gig they would well always a chap would always tell me what they thought I should be um, doing yeah. and then yeah. I would just believe them and then I was just um and then I every time I then was doing a gig I was just exactly changed I was just changing everything entirely because of what these people were telling me how I needed to do it Oh, that's so interesting. So so some fellow would come up and say, what you want to do is give us an example of the kind of advice. If you can, and if you can't remember, make it up, love. Go on. Uh, so it was, um, so the, the, well, it, it was this. It was, um, Peter, so at first people would go, what you need to do, because you speak too quick, <laughs> is put on more of a Cornish accent. But I'm like, I am quite Cornish anyway. So then... <laughs> 
So then I was coming on like bloody Jethro. <laughs> I'm all right there. And all this business. And, uh, oh, it was absolutely awful. And then I was just never, because I, because like a lot of people, like the funniest I will ever be will be the closest to how I am really. Like not being big headed, but that's just like some ah, people. This is like an interesting they... theory. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Be yeah, yourself. that's what I think. Like, cause with like with my friends, I always think like that's when I'm at my funniest. So obviously that doesn't work with like like character acts and one-liners and stuff. But but oh, I know me, what you mean. I think this is very good advice. We've had some interesting conversations with comedians about what it was, and I know you're a very serious artist about what you do. So there you were changing everything, thinking, "Oh, I'll go there and I'll go there and I'll do that." At what point do you think you sort of went, "This is load of piggy nonsense," this? When did you start getting into your own groove, do you think? Uh, well, I will tell you exactly how. So um, uh, I I was doing the King Gong, at, uh, which, oh, my goodness, which is when comedy becomes sport. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and, and it's like a, got a gong show, and then I'd done it a few times, and then it was lovely. Uh, Alex Baldwin always compared it. And then he uh, said, oh, you need to stop doing this. You've, I've seen you do this quite a few times now. And I never won it. I just thought, like, would mm. pass the five minutes, but would never win it. And then, oh, my God, one time I did it, and uh, this woman got punched in the face. She, where was oh, this? What, where was it? At um, the Frog and Bucket? No, the comedy store in Manchester. Oh, and right. then uh, this woman uh, was doing the gong show, and then she... Her act was like she had this ferret, like this this uh it wasn't real, like a soft toy ferret, and then mm. and then she got off stage and this woman just told her it was shit and then punched her in the face and then they had this massive fight and then I think I think it was Mick or something was, was comparing and was like, We've got to stop the show and there was just like hair extensions everywhere and we had to <laughs> stopped the show and then and then I was after her so I was absolutely shitting myself and I uh convinced myself that I'd forgotten how to speak and then I, uh, but I hadn't I was fine in the end um so then I um uh so yeah so then Alex said to get in touch with him and then he sent this blanket email to like loads of promoters to like give me a chance with an open spot which is like what the new racks do so mm. then uh and then like then the comedy store in London said, "Okay, then how about this Saturday, the the night, the 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 late night show?" And I was just not ready for that, really, in any way, shape, or form. But of course, you don't even know that at the time. So I was like, "Yes, of course." <laughs> so off I went, and then and I was it was like this mish, mismatched hodgepodge of of <laughs> like different jokes, and then all in this Cornish more Cornish accent and it was and and I even had a joke about which I'm very ashamed of of um Cornish people being inbred I'm bloody mocking my heritage there so uh so it was just awful and then and then I went there and then there was an act on that I'd really like well well, like he's massive he was so he said he said that because everyone watched because I was chatting away like in the green room before I went on and then and then when I watched uh, when they watched, I struggled, and then and then he said, "Oh well, you're far funnier off stage than on stage." And then I uh, thought, "Well, if I'm not going to listen to him, who's like doing brilliantly, then I'd be an idiot." So then I thought, "Well, I'm just going to be myself then now." 
Oh, that's brilliant, Harriet. Yeah, and then, that's and then it clicked in. Did it click in then? Yeah, definitely. And then, but some people said I was really stupid because then I had another spot at like a big club, like a, like a couple of weeks after. But I completely scrapped my my set and started again. And people said that is bloody stupid. That is. But I said, <laughs> well, I'm only gonna like it's never gonna go well if I'm not myself. So it did click. Yeah, definitely. Right, now, would you have been going to the Edinburgh Festival this year? Because I know that you're quite yeah. a regular there. All right. Yeah. What was your show going to be about, Harriet? Well, because usually it's silly. Like, last time was dinosaurs and stuff. So mm. I think, so this time it was just going to be like a, like a, just a long, like a, just a long story of something what happened when I was younger. And then, <laughs> so, because I wanted to, like, rem, like see if I could, because I always, um, sort of distract myself in props and chaos mm. so I so I wanted to do something that was more like storytelling and that so, so I was looking forward to that because I'm sick of bloody lugging inflatable dinosaurs and stuff around <laughs> I'm fed up with I'm fed up with raffling as well because I have to take that great big um tombola what do you call it my tombola in a bloody great big bag Oh my god and yeah, I was taking that and 50 high-vis jackets Harriet. oh my Oh. And a full six-piece raffle. <laughs> oh, God, that's I awful. And I don't drive, Harriet. I'm bloody no. transport. Oh, my. How are you doing that? I don't know. And I shouldn't have been doing it. So that's no. a lesson from lockdown. I don't think yeah. I'll be doing that again. No. I like this idea. So what you were saying to yourself was get rid of all the props because yeah. you're using them a lot. Yeah. And just be you and stay. Oh, it sounds good. Yeah, that's why. And then I, I like the idea as well that, like, one year I'll go and I'll do this crazy story about what really happened to the dinosaurs with loads of dinosaur outfits and stuff. And <laughs> then and then the next year you can just have, like, not one prop and and keep keep the audience, well, hopefully, uh, but now I never know. <laughs> uh, uh, so you then, wanted to do something different. I'd, yeah. I had an idea that I might try and do it next year. Getting very, 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 very fit and doing, um, being able to do trapeze work and stuff like that. Oh, wow. That's what I wanted to do. Be good, wouldn't well, it? You, yeah, you need to speak to Aaron Twitchin in Birmingham. He does all that. I'll have, I know Aaron. I'll have a word with him about it. Yeah, I yeah, thought it'd be does. good to see, I was going to call it twinkle, because when you're older, people think you can't do anything. And, I, and with all this pandemic, I'm in the firing line. I'm going to have a necklace made with resuscitate written on it, love. Uh, so I wanted just to really show this powerful creature. I wanted to go to Australia and all them festivals. Oh, my God. That have you ever gone to Australia, the festivals? Uh, no, 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 never yet. I, I, um, I definitely would have back in the day, but now I love... Right, I've got this lo lovely little family in that now, so I don't think Aww. I'd like to go because it's months, isn't it? It's for months. Yeah. Oh, Maybe that's I nice. So yeah, more where you feel like you're more settled. That's yeah. one of the good things about this because we are. I know we're not making much piggy money, but we yeah. are working from home and we are a bit more settled. Yeah. It's a lot of travel stand up, isn't it, love? Oh yeah, definitely. And it's uh, but then I found because when I was younger. I was so unhappy, so I was desperate to go all over uh, the country. But now okay. I'm I'm happy at home, so it's more of a it's more of a sort of chore, I guess. Even though it's still, when you think about it in the scheme of things, it's still a wonderful thing to do. But it's um, 
Just warm, isn't it? <laughs> nice to say you're happy at home. Yeah. It's very oh. nice in your flat in Glossop. Yeah, I love it here. A friend of mine said, where would I get a house if I won the lottery? And I said, I'd bloody stay here. I'd get a bigger house here. I absolutely love it. It's nice. There's nice some nice pubs. Is the one I know they're now open. But I used to do a nice jig for you um oh what's the name? You know oh, Hazel. Oh, I love the Globe. If there's anybody listening from Glossop to me and Harriet and you've been to the Globe and you know that upstairs room, oh, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've enjoyed stage diving in that room more than once, I'll tell you. It makes you want to stage dive that room. Oh, it does. That's a fantastic room for stage diving. Oh, it's brilliant, love. I can't wait. In lots of ways, though, I don't want to travel. I'd love all the venues to open up again. Would yeah. you, Harriet? What oh, do you yeah. think? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah, I whinge about it, all the travelling, but I love it and I have really missed it. I did a gig um on a in a coldy sack last Saturday, uh, and that was lovely just right. seeing people. Obviously it was um from a distance and from a distance. All um <laughs> Yeah, love it. <laughs> um, and all of that. Um uh but it was just lovely just to get and what I figured out as well, because everyone was lovely and I was thinking, of course these people are lovely, because you're at their house, so you know where they live and <laughs> they don't they don't wanna they don't wanna look like a dick in front of their neighbours, do they? So everyone That's was lovely. Right. So no girls fighting with you and hair extensions no, everywhere. No, no road ferrets or nothing like that. <laughs> road ferrets. <laughs> All right, it's been lovely talking to you. So Gradually we'll get back, but you're happy in Glossop. And yeah. What's your ideas? What's your new ideas? Because you're a girl with ideas. I love that stripped back show you were thinking of doing Edinburgh. Are you still going to get that yeah. going? Yeah, so camp? I'll do that the week, uh, the month after, uh, the year after. So I'll do that next year. And then I've written a book during the Ah, right. Tell us about that, please. Uh, so it's, the, well, it's just about like mental health and manoeuvring that and being, uh, well, I was a bit wayward as a child and I'm a bit like, I'm quite like a sort of like, like a pensioner now, really. I don't really do much, but I'm so, I couldn't be happier. I like it like that. But I think so. It's all about all about my life, really, and about well. I just hope because I sort of had it quite difficult when I was younger, and because being from Cornwall it was very isolated and all of that. So mm. I just thought. I mean, I don't know if anyone will want to read it. But I, I think they will. It's good to just get it all out. It's quite cathartic. It was. What's it called, love? What's it called, Harry? A bipolar comedian. Brilliant. And where can people get it, love? Oh, they can't. I've just written it. I haven't oh. it yet. <laughs> I think that's lovely. <laughs> You've got to leave them wanting more, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> I've written a book. Can anybody get it? Oh, love. <laughs> what do you mean you've written a book, then? <laughs> so I've just written it during the lockdown. So it's all... So it's 73,000 words. I haven't bloody done nothing with it. It's just there. <laughs> right. Come on, then, everybody out there. Everybody. That lad in China, Liam, everybody. We've got people in Iceland, Finland. Get cracking and helping Harriet, please. What? What? Wait, is it on Word? If you got it on Word, where are you? Oh, no. Don't yeah, delete it. No, I won't. I'll send it. I'll keep emailing it to myself so I know I don't lose it. <laughs> This is wordy. (laughs) Right. What else? You want a publisher, do you? What about that lad that put that cul-de-sac thing on? He's a go-getter. Can he help you? Oh, yeah. 
maybe well I've got a list of people to get in touch with so I'll do yeah and if, just... if they don't help you tell them tell everybody who's on that piggy list <laughs> yeah <laughs> made the list work for women <laughs> I love this idea of the list <laughs> right go through that list see if you get to the end of it and none of them have helped you with the publisher <laughs> All right. So, because you, you can put it on Kindle, can't you, yourself? And that can I think you can. Yeah, but I you like don't want to do, it do it that, though. Well, I bet if no one wants it, uh, but I I'd think like they to will. do it properly, that would be good. Uh, but at the minute, I'm just going through editing it because I, I realised, because I didn't really go to school all that much, that my <laughs> punctuation, like, I didn't even know that if you're writing I'm, as in I, one of them dash things and then an N. <clears throat> You yeah. then always have to have a capital I. I had an entire seventy-three thousand words with lowercase I's and and all. So I'm just going through all of that now because I I don't really know. I've learned. I've got to thirty-six. I don't really know punctuation. You could leave it like that. There's an there's a poet poet called E E Cummins. Yeah. And he made a living a name for himself after making up his own punctuation. Oh. It, it's up to you. I'd leave a bit of that in if I were you. It's like a kind of, um, it's the grit that makes the pearl. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I like that. Keep a bit in, or the beginning, oh. and then start to develop. Start like that, and then go, I'm beginning to realise that I've been not using punctuation the right way. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? And you can yeah, do it as a cult. Just throw in bits that you would yeah. never like think of using, like those weird, yeah, my dash in a few semicolons willy-nilly yeah just but actually do your own thing because i think i'm doing what those fellas used to do after you come off stage what you want to be doing is this <laughs> you think you should do what you think you want to do <laughs> i love the idea that you were being tossed on this sea all right i'll be more cornish all right i'll do this all right until that lovely time when the fella said you know what you're a very funny woman you are just yeah. be that be yourself yeah. And that's a very nice thing to say in, in your book, really, isn't it? Is that yeah. what you've kind of... Yeah, yeah, no, it is, because I just, uh, while I was... Well, to be honest, because I, I definitely had sort of mental health problems all my life, and then my mum said there was nothing wrong with me, even though right. doctors and that were saying that there was stuff wrong with me. My mum says I was just eccentric. So I was just listening to her, <laughs> thinking, oh, I'm just eccentric. Uh, and then, but yeah, now I, well, I am medicated, so I guess it's a little bit more than just being myself, but, uh, but then I guess, because all my life I did sort of try to fit in with other people's ideas of what and how they wanted me, and then now I just sort of accepted that I, I am what I am. <laughs> I'm <laughs> what I am. See, muse. <laughs> but the emus are really there. So that's what's they interesting are, about it. I know they are. We better go. So enjoy your afternoon in sunny Glossop, my darling girl. And oh, carry on with everything you're you, doing. You're Good luck with that book. Oh, <laughs> on the, the, the world of word. <laughs> Bless you. Thanks ever so much. Lovely to talk to you, Barbara. And you, darling. Good luck. And, oh, and we... say hi to all the kids and all that. Well and your lovely partner. What's he called? I've met him a couple of Marvin. times. He's lovely. Yeah, That's he's it. Lovely. When are you getting married? Oh, I don't know yet. Because there's always so much better stuff to spend the money on, don't you think? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Rather as always went on a lovely holiday. Yeah. Wait till you get your books a bestseller, love. Then you can yeah. get the wedding. <laughs>
Bye, darling. Well, she's very nice, Pot, mm. and I liked her very much. Cornish, nice accent, isn't it? Have you ever yeah. been to Cornwall? I have. I used, to, I used to holiday regularly in Bude and Tintagel, ah. two places in Cornwall I know. Very and nice. And Newquay. I'm going to name more places in Cornwall now. Right, your dad will be on this. <laughs> He's the one that Go, took me. <laughs> yeah, no, he is. Don't stray into Devon. <laughs> don't oh. make that mistake. <laughs> right. Okay, so she was absolutely lovely, Harriet. Now, I mean, she's one of the people, when you do go to the Edinburgh Festival, you see people, and she's one of the ones you're always pleased to see. She's very, very nice. And happy in Glossop, and who wouldn't be? If anybody's in Glossop now, aye, <laughs> sunny Glossop. Absolutely gorgeous. Right, so that's, mm-hmm. it's always cheers me up. So that's the 50th one we've done, isn't well, it? Well, we're getting close to the 50th in lockdown, yeah. I think this is 49. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we'll do another one this week. Yeah. We are going down a little. We can't keep, I can't keep up well, the daily thing. Anymore. We're going down in, in frequency, not in numbers and listenership. So, yeah. Oh, good. I, I did actually think about you because the last time you did your lockdown lock-in, pig in lock-in. Oh, yeah. It was the thunderstorms happened at the exact same time. <laughs> I was wondering That's if right, you noticed. Did. Well, I was so involved. But a lot of people were saying to yeah. me, you know, on the chat box. Yeah. It, what I like about doing them shows is, is it is live. They did say that. Yeah. And I'm doing it on Saturday night. Mm. And it coincides. I should have done Glastonbury this year. Mm. So what I'm doing is, Paul, yeah. and anybody that's listening, and the good thing about the lock-in show on Saturday night is anybody across the world can join in. So mm. we can have an international audience. We're having a bit of a nod to Glastonbury. So I'm going to try and do it outside because the weather looks like it's going to be lovely. It would have been a lovely glass. Well, it can't be glass to me then, surely. It's going to be muddy. Well, I have been when it's been lovely. Have you ever been, Paul? <laughs> no, but I watch oh. it on the television. That's about as close as I get. But No, I know. Well, I have been when it's lovely and it's absolutely mm. untouchable. So oh. I'm going to do a bit of a glass. I've got, uh, I've got Arthur Smith on. You know, I've yes. been on the programme. You did book all the guests from this then. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, and Maisie Adam, who I will get on here. Mm. She's a very nice up-and-coming young comedian that I met in Harrogate. If anybody's nice. listening from Harrogate, hiya. Very nice girl. We did a, uh, a jig in her school where she used to be. She was head girl there, and you can see why. She's a nice girl. And then Kirsty, of course, I've had Kirsty on here. She's it's a bit of a kind of um, a Glastonbury, a nod to Glastonbury. Nice. All the big things are happening and... Anyway, we're just trying to keep positive. <laughs> so if you fancy a live experience podcast, nice listeners, Saturday night, that's where we'll be. Hey, I'd hope it doesn't thunderstorm again. No, not a Glastonbury. That would ruin the weekend. It would piggy <laughs> ruin it, wouldn't it? Now then, I'm going to go now and do some... Yeah, my vegetables are coming on, so I'm going to do a bit of that sort of stuff. What about you, Paul? You'll be editing this with Yeah, you. yeah, I will be. That's mainly what I do on these things on uh, my afternoons. I might have a snooze because I was up very early today. Why was you up early? Oh, I went to visit the shed, as I say. I went up oh, very early, 8 a.m. You were. Mm. To catch it, but them rats were doing an early broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> we only like donkeys on this podcast, not rats. That's right, donkey riding. <laughs> so those rats, yeah, climbing up the podcast charts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, all right, then. Nice to speak to you. Lovely to have my lovely guest, Harriet. Harriet Dyer, and if I hope she does release that book, it made me laugh. She said she'd written this. Where can we get it? Well, you can't get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you will eventually. I hope so. Early advertising. It's good to plug something that comes out in two years. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely good. In quick, in like Flynn. Never really understood that. <laughs> Did you ever understand that? In like Flynn. Who I could was Google it. Flynn? I don't Google know. Google it quick. Yeah. 
Because your dad will be good. Beat <laughs> dad. your dad. Beat your dad. He'll know. I've got time on my hands because no we're not live. No, <laughs> he'll know. I'll just assume he'll know. Right, listen. Ah. I'm going. We can be talking about forever. There's a lot <laughs> let's, of nonsense. Let's open it up to the listener so we can go and they can tell us next yeah. time. If anybody knows the origins of In Like Flynn, please let us know. All right. Barbara Nice and Paul. All right, loves. Mm. Number 50 coming up. We think this was number 49. Yeah. All right. Ta-ra, loves. Enjoy yourselves. Bye. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.